Hi, I'm Stephen Nam, and you are watching Anything is Possible on Decentric Media. I'm Patrick Tsang, global citizen, investor. Join me as I talk one-on-one -on -one exclusively with some of the most influential people, sharing positivity, overcoming challenges, creating one world together. I'm Patrick Tsang. Anything is possible. Welcome to Anything is Possible. Today I'm very happy that we have a good friend of mine, uh, one of Hong Kong's up and coming young tech entrepreneurs. Um, he's the one that is the founder of GoGo X, the former GoGo van. He's the founder, is the first unicorn in Hong Kong. I'm very happy here today uh, that uh, Stephen has joined us. Uh, Stephen, welcome. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. So, Stephen, as you know, uh, Anything is Possible is a new series mm -hmm. of mine where we are sharing positivity, overcoming challenges, and then three is to create one world together. So I wanted you, being also a, a young young guy, to give, okay, not as young anymore, <laughs> but to give advice to some of our, our, our younger audience during this difficult time of some of the advice of what people should be doing, not to be depressed, to mm -hmm. be positive, and you're the perfect person to to do this and I wanted you to share with the audience your your view. So let's start off like COVID-19 is a major challenge for mm. everyone. Um, in the US for instance they have around 30 million people unemployed. What is your advice to the younger people? What, what, what should we be doing? Well I think for the young people right now uh, it's definitely a very difficult time but um, it's also a very good time for the young people really sit down and think under this kind of challenge, how the world is going to be changed. Um, recently within my company, I challenged all my team members, um, what kind of new normal we are talking about, okay? We talk about a lot of e-commerce stuff, uh, people have to buy stuff at home, okay? What's the ripple effect by doing that? The young people who are buying in, in the state must be Amazon and stuff like that. But uh, what, uh, what does that mean to the older generation after the, this, this COVID-19? Would that change their behavior? Maybe some of, some of those trends become something positive that we as the younger generation can solve for the other generations that who were not familiar with technology before. But now, okay, it's time for us to really think how technology can drive the new normal for the whole humanity. I think this is something uh, very interesting for us to really spend this period of time that we were forcing to, to stay at home to think about this. And other than that, after the COVID-19, what is the medical is going to mean? Okay, what's our medical system? And, and how technology is going to fund and, and, and change this industry from medical to transportation mm. to, for example, uh, all the airlines are almost like, all, <laughs> all of them are, are like impacted very, very badly, mm. right? Okay, and the travel industry is going to be very bad. What does that mean? after the COVID-19. All these questions are very important for, for us to think about. And if we can find out the solution now, then after the virus is over, then you have a huge opportunity for you to, to capture. I think in the past, in the history of the humanity, whenever there's a crisis, something new come up afterward. Understand. Hmm. So Stephen, um, from a young age, you taught yourself many things to fixing bikes, you became a eBay super seller, you worked in restaurants like 
all mm. the mm. Chinese students when you get to go overseas. Um, and then obviously you went on to do Go Go X. Mm. Tell us um, your experience of this entrepreneurship. Is this in your DNA? Is it because your family, your parents, or is it just something of, it's, it's just Stephen? I'm not sure it's about the DNA because I, I don't think DNA can explain all this. I think uh, more related to my background. Um, by the time that I was growing up in Hong Kong, I'm from a very low income family because my family has been in government housing or since I was born. And that's no luxury for me to get toys and, and, and anything that I want. Okay, I think my best friend was a basketball. <laughs> so I always just grabbed the basketball and then went on the street and then to play some street basketball with my friends. And uh, by the time that I got a chance to study in the state, it's not because my family have enough money to send me over, but uh, I failed so many times of my public exam here in Hong Kong. And as most of people know, in Asia, public exam is very, very difficult and, and the school really forced you to get good grades. I, I definitely not that kind of guy. Yeah. Then I, I kind of get to, uh, have to, uh, re the, the opportunity from my uncle in LA, uh, he was living there for, for 20 something years and asked, hey, if you screw up all your exam in Hong Kong, why don't you uh, 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 come over here and see something new? And I said, I don't have the money. And he gave me and my dad a very, very good advice is uh, your uncle me, uh, when I came over to the United States, is a, 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 a nation with uh, opportunity and freedom. Okay, we are here chasing American dream that uh, as soon as you work very hard, everyone can do it. I think you can also do that too. When I came over, I only have like 20 US dollars in my pocket mm -hmm. and I start a new life here. How, how old were you? Um, at that time I was like 18 or 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and I said, all right, okay. As soon as my dad let me go over, yeah. um, then it's okay. Then my dad uh, bought a one-way ticket and gave me 200 US dollar and then sent me over to California. Mm -hmm. So tell us a bit about your childhood before you went to the US. I understand you were a bit of a, a, a troubled uh, you know, <laughs> child. Tell us about the, 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 the times then. Well, I, from most of the Chinese parent point of view, <laughs> that's a stereotype from, from, from the state, right? Chinese parent. Uh, I'm definitely not a good kid, okay? I, I couldn't get good grades in, 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 in primary school, in, in high school. Mm. Uh, and that's why I need to take the public exam for three times before I, I, I kind of graduate from high school. Um, so I'm definitely a really bad kid. And I spend most of my time on basketball court and doing something that I've, I find very interesting, but everything but the school or reading books. Okay, so I, I spend a lot of time hanging out with my friends, but I learned how to DIY, mm -hmm. do it yourself computer. Mm -hmm. I build computer for friends, okay? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I honestly don't know how I figure it out but just there's, there was a reason. Um, my dad bought a um, computer home, uh, a re not bought, but actually brought back. Uh, he, he's a uh, uh, construction worker. Okay. There, was a there was a time that he was like fixing a, an office for some clients and then they throw away bunch, a bunch of like 386 or 486 computer. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, this is so cool. And then uh, instead of like throwing it out, he took one back home. And I, I managed to, to, to know how to uh, to uh, fix it. From there, I, 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 I always spend time on this kind of thing. And, and uh, my parents have a very, very bad time uh, with me and I got myself into a lot of troubles. Uh, 
I used to race go-karts with my friend in China. So I, there was one time I got in an accident and I was hospitalized for, for like several, several days. So things like that, uh, very bad. But I think this created a lot of experience for me to try something new all the time. And it linked to uh, the entrepreneurship uh, um, experience or, or, or mentality. And by the time I, I moved to California, I, I have to find my own way to survive with only 200 US in the, in the bank, I have to work, okay? And I keep thinking what kind of job or, 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 or things that I can do to make some money so I have a better life and continue my study in California so that ultimately I have enough time to go to university. So I think all this background uh, kind of created the, the mentality that I need to fight for myself and learn as much as I can to survive and, and fight for something that I really want. Mm. And then talking about your time in California, um, did you, I think we talked about this previously in our last, uh, when we had a drink last time, was you were just a Hong Kong kid and you went to America as the first time you left home, mm. you went to America and it was a, I guess, culture shock, mm. right? So can you share with the audience, what's the, what did you learn from this culture shock? Well, I, I think um, there was, my first time in, in, in what we so-called uh, the West or Western country. And the culture shock is um, definitely something uh, I, I remember for life. I can share one very stupid example. <laughs> um, the first time I went to California, I landed in, in, in uh, LAX, okay, Los Angeles. And my uncle from LA uh, came over to the airport to pick us up. And after like 15 or 16 hours, 15, like 14 or 15 hours flight, and I was so hungry and uh, the food on the flight is, was okay, but I ate a lot. So as soon as I landed and my uncle asked, hey, are you guys hungry? Okay, yeah, I'm hungry. And I, okay, your mom told me you love McDonald's. Uh, I think that was the second time I saw my uncle in my lifetime, okay? okay. Uh, and and, and my, your mom told me you love McDonald's. Let's go get some McDonald's in America. Okay, I was like, yeah, I love that. And then uh, first I, I, I sat on his car and then the the first reaction was, oh, you have a car, okay. And that was my second time in my life to, to sit in a, like a private vehicle, okay. I have taken like public transport. The, the best move to me is like a taxi, okay. Uh, in all my life, and then, wow, you have a, a, a car and it's a SUV, okay. I was like, <laughs> what's SUV, okay. But the main part is he drove the car to McDonald's for a drive through. Okay. I, you know, there's no drive through here in Hong Kong. And then, wait, you have a car and then you can eat McDonald's and buy in a car and eat in the car. What kind of world is that? Is that? I was so exciting. And, and, and I just keep asking questions. Where are we going? Okay, uh, it's, wow, the world is so wide. Wow, this is a highway. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It sounds stupid. But for a kid like me, when I was like 18 year old, but, to me, it's like a whole new world, really a whole new world. It's not planet Earth, okay, we, where are we, okay? Uh, you, sell, you, you saw all this thing from Hollywood movie, but once you really step on the land and then really figure out, I think, um, how people communicate in a way that I don't really familiar with, my English was so bad at that time, and, and all this interesting stuff just create a whole exciting environment for me. I just want to learn what's going on about this world that I actually don't know about, okay? I thought in Hong Kong, we were quite good, okay? We are developed city, quite advanced, international city, that's how we call ourselves. But 
from my background, I'm not that international. So I think that background really creates an excitement and then really forced me to keep learning everything new and the best that, to the best that I can in, in, in the state. Yeah, and I think we, I think we talked about many times uh, together is, I think I asked you this before privately, which is, do you think you could have achieved your success today if you didn't make the decision to, to go to the US? Probably no, probably no. I think first of all, I, I was so fortunate to get into Berkeley. And I think the, the culture that I, I, I enjoyed so much in, in Berkeley and maybe perhaps California or the Bay Area uh, is like, like this program, anything is possible. I remember there was, there was one time I just chit chatting with uh, one of my classmates in Berkeley on about some like stupid startup idea. And then that guy was from an engineering background and he told me, Stephen, that's a stupid idea, but I love it, let's try it. <laughs> okay, uh, from our background, our, 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 first of all, we don't really talk about a kind of fascinating idea on and off from, from a school point of view, okay? We were there uh, to get good grade, as I mentioned before, sure. uh, to study, so that I think we, we make the checklist off for our parents not to figure out mm -hmm. what we really want or what we really want to learn uh, for our future and what we really want, want to achieve as a person. Um, that kind of education and mindset is kind of lacking here when I was having the traditional uh, local school education. But uh, that kind of thinking and the challenge from the peers, I, I think it really encouraged me to think beyond what can what we can achieve sure. as a young person or or, or or maybe soon to be undergraduate uh, graduate at that time so that kind of culture really created uh, the the entrepreneur part of 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 mindset that inside me by the time that I, I returned from from California to Hong Kong I just kept that and I, I felt like I'm, I'm the real guy among my friends. Mm. I always talk about, hey, let's do something. Let's do this, let's do that. And, and my parents or my friends, why don't you get a job <laughs> uh, in some bank? We have a lot of banks here, okay? You can, you can just get some interview. You, you have a degree from Berkeley. Mm. You definitely can, can get a good job, right? But I, that's not meaningful. I, I, don't want, I don't want that. So, and, and, and I want to continue my, my my, my background uh, and my experience in California, I have done so many projects like selling stuff on eBay, mm. selling stuff on Craigslist, uh, uh, unlocked iPhone and, and so it. So things like that, I think is this kind of thing is much more interesting to me. So I just kept that mindset. I think that's because of the culture and education that I got from, from, from America. Mm. Okay, so that's very fascinating. So from my perspective, I think you know when I studied law, I sort of did it because of my family. Mm -hmm. So it was pressure, oh, you should be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. So I went on and became a, a lawyer. And then I did it for two, three years. And then I figured out, I really can't do this forever, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the balance, in my opinion, is you have to listen to your parents and your family mm -hmm. to, to some degree. But what's your advice to younger people that, do I listen to dad who says, oh, study hard, go and work for the bank? or do you sort of not listen and you go and try whatever well, you try? I think uh, if you are interviewing like 14 year old or 15 year old me, whatever, okay, come on dad, you don't know, okay, why I need to listen to you? Yeah. But now I, I think uh, guys, uh, uh, first of all, respect your parents, okay? They are who they are because of some reason. I, I think that's, that's very, uh, we have to be mindful of that. And generation change, 
uh, is something that um, for the younger generation need to realize more than the older generation. Okay, uh, the, my, my dad always said something, okay, remember those days I was doing like this, uh, okay, and I always challenge him, <laughs> okay, remember those days you were without a phone, okay, you don't know how to do WhatsApp, what this kind of thing, and then I need to teach you, and then you will really hesitate to learn, yeah. okay. Imagine now all the kid, okay, your grandkid actually yeah. is like going up with the, the smartphone, okay? Try to give him all this like dial, yeah. uh, telephone, they have no way how to, yeah. how to use it, okay? Things like that. I try to pitch them on, on how, how the new thinking is going to work. But obviously, it's, it takes a lot of time for them to accept this is a digital world, okay? With a finger, then you can just point at any news, any information anywhere around the world, okay? But uh, for us, it's something that we're born with, okay? And uh, generation gap is not something that they can fix, but we can fix. So this is the mindset that I started to have uh, um, for 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 last ten years. And for the for the for the audience, if you are, if I, I, I honestly encourage everyone to think just believe you are young, okay? And then we have to learn something new. And the world is changing so fast. Respect your parents' point of view, okay? In terms of how we be a good person, the value, that's something that never change. Listen to those, okay? But how you should grow as a person in terms of uh, a career, in terms of what you want to achieve as a person to, to change the world, that kind of thinking, you have to really have your personal thinking. Uh, technology is changing so fast, okay? And, and, and something down the road in five years or 10 years, it's going to be very, very different from now, okay? I'm sure everyone here that listening to this, this program have no idea what's mm. going to happen in five to 10 years. Then we need that mindset, that flexibility to, to be part of that in the future. And uh, listening to the parent is not wrong, but may not be the best for the future. Sure. So that's my point of view and respect the value. It will never change. Uh, people might uh, respect each other. I think there's forever true. Uh, 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 stuff, but uh, inside we have to understand the world changing so fast. We have to estimate the trend, like the COVID nineteen is going to change the world, right? Things like that is going to be uh, on our own. Understand? So totally agreed. Because the whole purpose of AIP, anything is possible, is we want to unite everyone together. And then, as you know, currently there's a lot of political situation mm. in Hong Kong. This political situation between US and China, and the world's going crazy. Mm. So we all have to do more and have more respect for one another. So let's move on to your career. Obviously, you're a more established, you know, CEO or chief. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember. Hold on. Uh, I call myself chief everything officer. Chief everything <laughs> officer, right? Yeah. So the company is called GoGo Van before, and you've recently made a change. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us uh, what GoGo Van, GoGo X is, and why the name changed? Well, we call ourselves Google Van at the beginning is because uh, we were a um, transportation matching platform for logistics. And most of the vehicle that we offer on our platform is a van or a truck. And uh, we have started the company seven years ago. And in, within that seven years, um, the company has evolved. We expanded to a lot of countries in Southeast Asia, including Singapore, Taiwan, uh, South Korea, recently Vietnam and India. Uh, so in this location, we offer much more than event service, including same-day delivery that uh, for a guy or for, for a courier guy, for, uh, for 
motorbike, things like that. So we offer much more service than van and truck uh, sure. already. So um, the van, Google van the name, is kind of limited, uh, limiting what we can do. So we just change the name to Google X, X representing uh, X possibilities. In terms of logistics, we are offering uh, experience, exponential, expertise uh, uh, things to, 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 to our uh, customers. So the X kind of uh, have some intrinsic value that that's expo uh, exponential growth for the company and X uh, possibilities, things like that. Yeah. So anything is possible. Yeah, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell us, I, I think this is a very interesting story you should talk about to the audience is tell us the journey of what happened when you were still a student in mm -hmm. the US, you know, the, the delivery guy. Okay. And then when you came back to Hong Kong and then you sort of like figure out, okay, there's a, there's, a, there's a problem here. And then you went to solve the problem. So tell us about the journey, how you did it. Well, um, I, I study in community college in California and, and I was so broke. So I have to work uh, so many jobs. And one of, one of the, 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 the job that I have been doing for, for two and a half years in California was uh, a delivery guy for two Chinese restaurants. Okay, so uh, during the weekday, I actually work for one, and then during the weekend, I work for two Chinese restaurants uh, to deliver Chinese food. And I, uh, some, at the beginning, I ride my bike to deliver, and then later, I, I drive a car so that I can de deliver much wider uh, uh, region uh, in, 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 in the East Bay of uh, the Bay Area. Then, um, you know, we, every day we pass so many lunch boxes, okay, uh, put the food in the box, and then the box itself is like paper, rectangular shaped paper box, okay, on top of it is like a dragon or a, a, a Chinese tower or, or have a light stay, something print on it. And then I find it so, so, so boring. And then every single meal we need to put fortune cookie, <laughs> uh, some, some fortune cookies inside the bag, okay. And you know, all these fortune cookies like broke very easily. Yeah. And then the, the paper in between uh, kind of like, like fall, fall over all the time and then you, you, you can read those, those, those funny yet but, but always true type of message. And I was like, why we are so, uh, it, it's so complicated to, to, to just send a message. Why don't you just print that nice message on the box, okay? And then later on, I debated with some of my friends. Later on, uh, uh, became my co-founder in Google Van. So we, all of us, uh, three of us actually work in the same Chinese restaurant as a delivery guy. So I debated with them and then we had the idea to, to put uh, advertisement on top of the box instead of some really boring stuff, okay? And then uh, we, we think it's very good, very interesting, uh, it sounds funny, but uh, at the end we did not do it in California because we don't have the time and money. But by the time that we graduated from, from school, I was back to Hong Kong uh, by the end of 2010, and two of my friends graduated in the mid-2011. When they returned, uh, I couldn't get a job, and then they said, hey Stephen, even you, okay, uh, among three of us, I, I was a little bit better in terms of academic, I went to Berkeley, uh, business school, but I couldn't get a job here. And then they said, oh, Stephen, you couldn't get a job, there's no way we can get a job. How about let's do something together? And then we started a, 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 a company called Boss Ad, advertisement on a box. It was originated from the delivery time. Yeah, and we put a sticker on a styrofoam box, okay? The sticker is a advertisement, okay? And it's kind of a free newspaper concept. We charged the advertiser to print the sticker, mm -hmm. and then we put it on top of the box, and then gave out the box only, no food inside, uh, so kind of like a uh, food supply uh, 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 company, and then gave it out to the restaurant around here for free. Okay, and then the, the restaurant owner, okay, it's free lunch box. I will take it, even though there's an advertisement on mm -hmm. top. So we started that company, but within nine months of time, um, 
that company grew okay, okay, but there's a lot of operation. One of the biggest problem is we couldn't get enough logistics to deliver all these uh, buses to different restaurants. And because the, the delivery schedule is not that fixed, the volume is not that big, so we rely on a lot of ad hoc work we call man with a van service to deliver these buses to restaurants. And then we, we found out this is a big problem for us to deliver on time and to deliver in bulk. And then later on, we, we, we changed that problem into something that um, very interesting to see if we can solve it by technology. And then we found out, okay, actually we can add all the drivers in a WhatsApp group, but the communication is so, so, so chaotic at that time. Then it evolved to build an app for the driver to communicate with us so that we can arrange our delivery schedule much more uh, uh, properly. Then it evolved to Google Van yeah. at the end. So who, who, who was the one that you know, did the programming, the idea, all that kind of stuff? Was it the three of you or just yourself? Well, uh, the three of us have no programming background. So we were we never driven a van before at that time. And uh, we were a Chinese delivery guy in California, but like here in Hong Kong. Mm. So uh, there's no way we, we understand that market well. But um, after we figured out the model, then I talked to some of my friends. And at the end, I, I found a friend uh, that is uh, him. He's quite good in programming, and then I pitched the idea to him. We, are, we have this fascinating idea, Google Van, connecting all the logistic drivers on a single platform here in Hong Kong, okay, to disrupt all these call centers back in the days. And then he was like, wow, it's kind of like uh, similar to, to, to my experience back in Berkeley. Mm. That sounds still, but why, why the heck do you want to do something in logistics? I, I explained blah, 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 blah. But I like the idea, let's do it. Okay, mm. it sounds like my classmate. Yeah. And then he, he, he went off and built the product for us. He spent three days uh, uh, to, to kind of uh, coming back and forth to understand the idea. But he said, uh, okay, I can get it work. And then within three months of time, he built a backend, front-end, Android iOS for driver and customer. Part-time. And then uh, there's a deal between us, okay? You go ahead to build the product, and I will guarantee more than 3,000 drivers is going to be on board using your product, okay? By the time that we, we launch it, okay? So you build a product, and I won't fail you, I will get the 3,000 drivers on board. And uh, his name is Chris, and uh, he became the technical co-founder of the company. Yeah, Great. that's how we build the, 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 the product. And, and uh, this uh, entrepreneur journey, so I understand this, tell us about how much money that you start with the company, and then tell us the journey, what it is today. So after I got uh, Chris on board, so now we have the technical guy, but uh, you know, we require like UX, UI designer to make things work and pretty on an app. And at that time, that's not much uh, mobile app talent in Hong Kong. So I, I went back to my high school friends and then one of, uh, one of the uh, very good friends of mine, uh, his name is James, we, we run uh, a cross-country race when we back, back in school. So uh, he's a very good draw and he became a, uh, a very good designer after he graduated from school. So I asked him to join. Okay, so we have five co-founders at that time, and uh, five of us put in a total of 20,000 Hong Kong dollars, which is like 2,000 something US dollars, mm -hmm. yeah, to start the company. Because I, I think uh, five of us have different responsibility. Mm -hmm. We contribute our time, okay? But uh, whoever can contribute some money can contribute, but all together we put in 20,000. Mm -hmm. So let's start. And then uh, we, we started from there, uh, we almost went bankrupt uh, within two months, okay, because we, uh, one of the biggest mistakes I made is like to spend uh, 3,000 out of the 20,000 to buy a like, printer, 
Yeah, I, I, I thought we were going to print some, some flyers. So mm -hmm. we bought a printer. I thought it's cheaper, but actually it's easier to, to just give a printer to print it. Uh, and and uh, we, we, we raised so much money on that printer. Uh, but uh, we, we managed to, to, to grow the company a little bit. But within two months of time, uh, we ran into a big problem to scale up. We don't have money, pay for rent, and we really need an office. So uh, we started to raise money. Luckily, at that time, we, we applied for some government grants uh, from Cyberport here in Hong Kong, and they agreed to fund us for 100,000 Hong Kong. I think that money really saved us. And then after that, we, we, we started to raise some angel, angel investor funding. So that's kind of the background, how we put everything together with only a very limited capital, but uh, a team of five co-founders. Understand. And then I also understand that during the beginning, you had more difficulty in the Hong Kong market, mm -hmm. and then you had to think out of the box. And then what did you do? Well, the biggest difficulty in, uh, at that time in Hong Kong was uh, there's literally no VC investing in, in, in startup here. Uh, it was very difficult for us to raise money at, because most of the VC are looking, lot of uh, VC investors are uh, looking at really good ROI or scalability, uh, which a Hong Kong or local startup really very difficult to, to offer. And I think there's nothing that we can do to change that. So at that time, we started to think, can we copy and paste the business model beyond Hong Kong to be a more like regional market, regional play? And then very luckily, we met some uh, an angel investor that introduced us to some uh, Singapore uh, opportunity and Singapore investor. So we expand our business after roughly nine months of time uh, after we started. And then we launched to Singapore in, in 2014. And then we, we were so lucky to raise our Series A investment from a Singapore private equity fund uh, for 6.5 million US dollars to expand in Southeast Asia. And we were, uh, at that time, we were the first one to do this kind of uh, on-demand logistic platform. I think uh, locally in Hong Kong, the market is indeed quite small, mm. even though we were the biggest. But uh, when we look into Southeast Asia, it's much bigger uh, market, market opportunity, and uh, it's still uh, in the early stage or infancy stage. Um, for example, uh, platform like Uber or, or like Grab at that time was not that popular across the region. Uh, and uh, not to mention logistics is a much more traditional market. So because of that, we expanded um, to, to much more country after that. And, and, and uh, since then, we have invested by uh, a lot of international investors instead of local investors. understand. And is there a plan to go beyond Asia? Well, there's always a plan. And uh, my dream and, and actually um, the next big thing or the next the next big step for the company is how we survive through this COVID first, yeah. and then uh, to, to, to embrace the change that bring by, by this COVID, and for example, how we can further optimize, provide efficiency to small, medium enterprise in terms of logistics so that they can embrace the new normal. Okay, it's something that I keep thinking, and uh, once we can get it done, I think the same solution can be expanded beyond Asia and offered to, to, to to uh, business around the world. That's, that's something that I really want to do. That's really good. Okay, so Stephen, um, this is quite an interesting thing. So you're a, a young guy, you're successful for what you're doing, mm -hmm. and you've gone through a lot of ups and downs. You've mentioned some things already. What's been the biggest setback? Well, I have a lot of setback, and every time when I, I face some setback, at that moment, I think it's the biggest ever. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> in, in, in a year or two, uh, then when you look back, uh, most of the setback is kind of connecting the dots. Mm. 
and and really force you to think why and it's who you are today because of that. And I think the first one is I failed the first public exam. I think it's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, when you screw up in an exam here in Hong Kong, it's like your your parents like you are done. Yeah. It's we really like oh. <laughs> I'm done, okay. But actually, it's a lot more opportunity than just going to school, okay. That's the first one. The second one I, I would say is um, couldn't get a proper job, okay. After graduating Berkeley, after coming back here, right? Oh, I I try my best in California. I try to to get a job in California to stay in California, and 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 I was graduated from Berkeley, and and my GPA was like one of I would say top five percent, okay, of the class. I I. I Personally, I'm quite satisfied with my, my academic from, from nothing to, to graduate from college. It's like, yeah, but uh, it was after financial crisis. I couldn't really get a job, uh, uh, the job that I want, okay? And, and um, I think it's a big setback, but when I look back now, all the banks, the, the, the consulting firm, the big four that turned down my, my, my interview or my application, uh, if one of them was so, uh, good that offer me something i won't be here today sure. so it was a setback at that time it's like luckily it was not uh, that a good and good option for me so that i end up i have to do something on my own uh, and then during during the entrepreneurial journey with google x now i think uh, there's so many moments i uh, when i look back uh, for example i there's so many times that i felt really really bad uh, we let go some really talented team member and, and I just couldn't manage them or I, I don't know how to be a good manager or, or to be a good CEO. It was my first time managing such a big uh, a company and I was keep learning. And I think that was part of the life to, to learn from all this setback. You, you kick your, your ass on, on not doing something well and then keep thinking how to improve it, reading books, talking to people like you or some other like, great CEO. So that to get advice and then try to be best. I always mention this to, to, to my team. I, I, I look at my team, it's like, uh, I love uh, watching NBA and hmm. it's like a NBA team, okay? Uh, you go on the court with the team, try to win, okay? Even Michael Jordan don't win all the games, okay? But you try your best to fight and win. But when you lose a game, then just think about why and what we can change and improve and then get ready, the next game, just be ready. Um, I think the, the setback really forced me to improve and whenever I get back to the game, remind myself what kind of mistake I made. And this time, just to make sure I did a little bit better, perform better than last time. Okay, so let, let's talk about this winning thing, right? So I, I'm more of a football fan, not, okay. not basketball, <laughs> right? But the same kind of concept. Now, I agree that in life, in business, in sport, it's all about mentality, mm -hmm. which is we want to win. Well, if you don't win, it's okay because we keep improving, right? Mm -hmm. But the object should be to win, right? So what do you need to have a winning mentality? Well, to me, uh, winning is great, but to win is not the only thing that I want to achieve in, in life. To win myself, I think it's like, great, ah, yeah. But uh, to win with a team, that mean much more to me, okay? Uh, I, I mentioned I love NBA, right? When you make a play, you, you make a good pass or make a good pick so that your team member can score, okay? 
it's something that make the whole experience much more all round. Sure. Okay, it's not about you. So winning with a team, I think is the, is the core that I really love. Okay, to win at the end uh, in a business world, I think uh, I don't believe winner takes all because when I look into the most of the industry, that's more than one player in most of the industry, uh, and and just be the best. Okay, and if you are providing something that um, the customer value it, then you will survive. Okay, uh, always start with your customer. Uh, always start with the demand, what they want, what they need, and then offer the best to them. Then, as a business, you, you should be able to survive. And this process requires a lot of win-win mentality. Okay, how I win, and at the same time, I create the value so that you can win. Uh, for business partner, for our shareholders, for for future investor, I have to keep that mentality. So the winning mentality is a foundation, but it's not just win itself. It's more element behind it. Okay, now uh, you, you, you talk a lot about the teamwork, which is obviously very mm -hmm. important in running a company, and um, and winning together is obviously very um, exciting and fulfilling. Mm. So, what kind of principles and ethics do you uh, live by as a person, mm -hmm. and also you know as a as a business person? Well, I think I can mention my company uh, culture to answer that question. So, so the question is the principle. Why I, what kind of principle I embrace so that uh, in this business journey or, or, or as a person that uh, makes us where we are today. Um, to me, uh, very simple, uh, I, I, I wrote it down as my company culture. Mm. Uh, the first one is dare to venture. We are too young to say no to most of stuff. Okay, sometimes when you say yes to something, not everything, okay, not everything is yes, but uh, uh, I think it creates a lot more uh, new doors and opportunity that beyond your imagination. If I didn't really challenge myself, yes, I can figure out a solution for this logistic industry with technology, a technology that the drivers have never thought about. I think that's something that's very, very interesting. Okay, if I gave myself some some reason, okay, why it is going to fail, I can come up with millions of reasons. Okay, so dare to venture is really that how we get out of the comfort zone, really challenge something, questions the status quo. Uh, I think that's really in my DNA. I'm just a very adventurous type of uh, person. Then the second one is uh, low BS. Okay, uh, so low BS is what the talk. When you say something, an idea without execution is BS to me. Sure. Yeah. So, so I, I told the team when we have great idea, I don't mind you fail. Okay, we prove the idea is going to fail. Which okay, we prove it. Okay, but without doing anything, we are proving nothing. So, so the second one is OBS. The the third one is top of your game, trying to be the best at what we do. Okay, um, for example, if I I I I have a chance to pay uh NBA. Okay, what kind of position I'm going to pay? Okay, let's say I want to be uh, Stephen Curry. Okay, the best three pointer. I really want to be the best three pointer. I really want to win Stephen Curry. In some sort, okay. So I think top of your game, you are the best at what you do. is is the mentality to keep keep us keep pushing, and then the next one is grow grow or die mentality. Uh, we call it grow or die because uh, no matter the company, but our, or also uh, the team and ourselves, every day the world is changing. We have to keep growing. Otherwise, we we don't know what is the best technology in a year or two time. Then how we solve uh, uh, the industry problem and the industry is also evolving. So a top of your uh, go or die, and then at the end, um, we all embrace a 
this culture a lot is deliver happiness. We are a logistic company. We deliver a lot of goods to other uh, company and, 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 and customers, right? Uh, and I really want to build this company uh, more than a company. A company with temperature, that's how I call it. Uh, the temperature, how we deliver that is deliver happiness. Mm. When the happiness is there, you can feel the temperature, okay? The warmth uh, behind, it's not that cold as a company. So deliver happiness is the, 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 the last uh, culture code that we have as a company. I think these kind of uh, uh, principles kind of created the company and also how it created me. That's really good. Um, it's quite interesting because we interviewed uh, Tim Draper, the mm. famous Silicon Valley VC. Mm -hmm. And he also, uh, he, he has a university where he trains the entrepreneurs mm -hmm. called Draper uh, University. And he talks about, like, I think he has like 10 principles that be free, you know, work hard and different things, be good um, to help each other mm -hmm. and so on. And I think it's very correct that each company and each family and each person, they need their own set of, I guess, rules or values to follow. And that's what makes you more successful and a better person. So I totally agree with that. So in terms of role model, who, who's your favorite, who's your, the person that you look up to? Oh, person? I love Richard Branson. Richard Branson, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, to the world, he has the reputation of get things done. It was like, do something crazy. And he's crazy enough beyond business. He has so many story and journey, you know, taking the hot balloon around yeah. the world, yeah. uh, trying to crash on the, you know, almost crash on, 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 onto the sea and trying to race uh, uh, a sailboat or a go work out boat yeah. Uh, yeah. across the, yeah. the Atlantic. Atlantic. So all this kind of thing, I think he really demonstrate a spirit that really treasure the life that we have. Okay, of course he is a self-made entrepreneur from the beginning, and then he he's not just focused on one industry. Okay, he transformed so many industry. Okay, yeah. from selling like CD yeah. back in the days, music on on, on like this. Oh, yeah. now we are like 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 everything digital, to building yeah, a, it was a record. Record, yeah, record, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm not in that generation already. I'm like a CD. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, he's very interesting and I admire him so much. And also the principle, the value that he, he embraced and still trying to spread across the world, how we can change and improve the world. Sure. From climate change to new technology, explore the space, uh, how we should manage a company. Yeah. All these value are, are I love it. Yeah. He, he really wants to talk. Yeah. He made a bet with, with, with someone I forgot, and then he, he needs to dress up in, a, in, in his own airline yeah, yeah, yeah. to surf. Uh, it's really rare to see a CEO in these days in, with his kind of uh, experience to really do that, and his customer love it. Yeah. Respect, he's mm. still doing that. And the team also embraced that culture. Sure. I think. Uh, He's someone that I really like. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen, one of my admiration for Richard Branson is that the, obviously the points you just made, but I think most important is he has a lot of fun yes. along the way, right? So, uh, let's talk about the, the tech startup scene. So, what's the biggest difference, in your opinion, between the Asian startup scene and, and the US? Well, I think uh, the Asian startup scene really picked up last several years only, especially China. Um, nowadays, when we talk about, uh, I think, Right now is a very interesting time to talk about tech startup uh, comparing to the West. Uh, I think the news is all flying around with TikTok and, and all these things. And uh, I, I think Asia startup scene has evolved so much uh, in terms of a application layer. How we leverage the technology to solve daily problems. And that's how uh, China startup or Asia startup are really good at. And um, we kind of leapfrog 
to to this level because uh, for example uh, lots of people that are very uh, even the older generation are forced to use smartphone because of payment sure. okay and and if you go to really like old-fashioned market the, the the old lady actually will have like a QR code here to if you're just buying a two pounds of fish yeah. or, or beef you can just scan your QR code and pay things like that because we don't have credit card uh, uh, it's not that popular in China at that time so things like that created a, a different environment by the time the mobile internet mobile technology came over then the application layer how to solve daily problems evolved so fast okay I think in the in, in my opinion from the from the Bay Area or, or, or back in Silicon Valley uh, a lot more true tech uh, we talk about how fast it's a chip is uh, the, the, the Silicon Valley is kind of thing that started from, from Intel, uh, uh, a bunch of very, very famous uh, uh, company over there from HP to Xerox, all this company. Um, they built a lot of great uh, uh, tech fundamental technology, even great computers like Apple, right? So uh, things like that, I think we are good at different layer in my, uh, in my point of view, but the way that we run startup, uh, I think right now is quite different. Uh, Asian countries, especially China, uh, uh, the Indochina like Vietnam and even uh, Indonesia, people in the tech startup, they work really, really hard. Uh, um, we have a saying that to work 996 yeah. from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for six days. And actually within my company, I think it's like uh, 997 or uh, uh, 9127, something like that. Uh, when you give the, 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 the young generation the opportunity to build something with a computer, they really squeeze their time and energy to figure it out and the proactiveness behind it. I think this is something that uh, for the last few years, technology really create this kind of culture uh, among us. Um, comparing to, to, to the West where I, I was educated, uh, the way that we, we go after technology, the angle, uh, how we, we, we talk about business model uh, is, is quite different. And, uh, including the investor, how they view the, 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 the test startup is also very different. Based on the product that we build, you can tell uh, the product that very successful in Asia, usually not that successful in, in America or in the West, uh, Western countries. Uh, TikTok is one, one very, very extreme example. But just look at the UX UI design, okay, we have so many wordings in so many landing pages. Yes. Yeah? Uh, even though uh, we call it super app here in Hong Kong or, or Asia, when you open an app, so many buttons here, there's so many categories, like, like hundreds of categories in, a, uh, uh, in an Alipay or in WeChat, but uh, on Google, on, on, on Facebook, it's so simple. Everything is just designed for one purpose. So I think this represents the, the mindset behind it too. So there's so many different layers that is, we are different. Mm, okay, what about your uh, views on AI? Well, I, I'm a true believer in AI, but I'm not a tech background guy. I, there's no technical side that I can explain AI. But um, from my point of view, AI is going to change my industry. Uh, the, the more AI is going to advance, I think uh, it allow and enable uh, autonomous vehicle, which I am a true believer in autonomous vehicle in five to 10 years. Actually now, okay, Elon Musk must be saying that now I can make it. But I think uh, the, the policy or the government regulation uh, doesn't allow uh, autonomous vehicle to run on the street, but uh, I think I will see a tipping point here. Uh, as soon as we can prove autonomous vehicle is much safer than a human driver, if you ask a parent, okay, 
do you want your kid to, to, to play on the street or walk on the street with 99% safety or with 10% risk that a drunk driver may hit your kid, okay? In like 10% possibility in 1,000 days, okay, let's say, okay? Very, very small chance, but if you let the, 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 the parent to, to choose, it's so easy, right? Sure. And I think the data is going to tell us autonomous vehicle, if everything is autonomous, it's going to be much safer than human driver. I think uh, because the computer won't get drunk, right? And mm -hmm. they won't get, don't get mad at, 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 at a traffic light uh, and a speed over. So uh, things like that, and it's going to be a technology uh, with the AI that's going to change the logistic or transportation industry. Very interesting. So what about what's the most uh, important factor in your success? I wouldn't say I'm successful right now because um, there's so many companies out there that has been there for 10 years, 50 years, even 100 years. Uh, my company is only seven years and, and in a very, very small capacity in only seven, several countries and uh, there's so many uh, uh, Fortune 500 companies. I, I, I respect those uh, entrepreneurs, CEO that can build a system that uh, a, a business and, and the value can be last for so long. I think uh, so far I can make a okay company with people here around Asia may know my company. Uh, it's something that we really uh, uh, force ourselves to, to do something new every single day and question ourselves on what we can do with our mindset and technology that is going to be different from the last generation and what kind of this kind of these element will change the world that we want to shape uh, uh, in this part of the world. I think this is the element that I, I really uh, question myself every single day, what kind of new stuff we can do here. Uh, most of the interesting idea is not necessary to be like global problem and then you need to fix a, solve a global problem at the beginning. Uh, we started from a very small problems and then expanded to this day and I still, still keep that mentality. I think as soon as we have that flexibility, embrace the change and then uh, keep looking at the future possibility with the technology, I think that will make us where where we are and be better in the future. Okay, and what is your life uh, ethos? Well, I think um, don't listen to other people's opinion on what you can do, but use your hand to prove it, okay? Uh, that's not a sexy sentence uh, of this, mm. this word, uh, uh, this, this phrase, but uh, I always get told, oh, again, the Chinese parent thing, right? Okay, in our Asian mentality, there's so many people that tell you what you cannot do, okay? There's so many rules uh, that are there. You don't know why. And then I, 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 I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, okay, don't tell me that I cannot do this, I cannot build that, okay? I will use my hand to tell you I can or cannot, okay? If I can't, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not good, good enough, okay? But here's how I'm going to improve. But not you are going to judge who I am and what I do. I think that is it. And, and apart from obviously the business side of things, what's the next big thing for Stephen now? Well, I think uh, first of all, I really want to build uh, the company to the next level. And I'm really spending a lot of time on managing a team. I think uh, management is some, uh, it's kind of ever evolving uh, topic. Uh, uh, I really want to be a good manager in a way and I want to be a good CEO uh, so that the culture that I mentioned can really um, embrace or, or owned by my, my, my team, that's first, and then how they can translate that 
and then pass it on to our customer. What we want to do is to get the company culture really from internally passable to, to our drivers and our customers, uh, then to, to our customers so that the deliver happiness thing is really, really transferred to, 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 to the end user. That's the, the most important mission that we want to do. And I think as soon as we can do it, I, think I would say this is the next big thing for us. So you have to change your position from chief everything officer to chief happiness officer. Okay, yeah, good idea, okay. uh, CHO. Okay, okay. So that's, that's your new thing. So Stephen, um, as always, anything is possible. AIP, the spirit is sharing positivity, overcoming challenges, and three, is creating one world together. Mm. And you know, from today's interview, I'm very happy that obviously you came and you obviously share a lot of the same kind of you know, mission, drive, mm -hmm. love, care. And as always, we always ask the last question or the last sharing, which is Stephen Lam, share your number one advice for young people. My number one advice for the young people within this COVID-19 situation is uh, don't be too negative about the world, uh, is what it is. I think it's up to us how to shape the future with the experience of COVID-19. Um, I think there's a lot more we can do and the, the advice is uh, be optimistic and, and, and really think of a uh, great mission and, and, and something that we believe in to do it. For example, uh, I think one of the best examples would be uh, climate change. Uh, right now, we are in Hong Kong, it's so hot every day. Uh, it's very different from my, when I was a kid here. So things like that really need some talent and, and bright young people to, to be uh, um, adventurous enough, uh, to be confident enough, hey, I'm going to solve this for humanity. So I, I think uh, don't be uh, uh, negative, but be optimistic and proactive to solve some of the problems that for, for the world, I think there's so many opportunities out there. We just need to keep executing and keep thinking. Absolutely. Stephen, uh, co-founder and chief happiness officer of GoGoX. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you thank you, Patrick. Us. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much.